0: Instruction, golf business, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Fodder and Scott McLeod. Yes, indeed. As the cool voice that sounds eerily similar to my own says, this is the Flagstick Podcast. Uh, it is brought to you by Ping Golf Canada. If you're looking to improve your game, then you need to check out the entire family of Ping driver. Drivers, fairway woods, hybrids, and irons, including the all-new I-230 irons and the I crossovers at ca.ping.com. Okay. Scott McLeod. How are you doing, Jeffrey? I'm doing great. I really am. And, I'm you know, I, I contemplated today, I was, I was kind of sleepy. I'm kind of sleepy today. Okay. <laughs> I contemplated the idea of, okay, do I call Scott and say, you know what, I'm too sleepy to do the podcast today um you know let's just chill and uh, you know or am out, I too. gonna grab you know three or four cups of coffee and and just go yeah let's do it let's do <clears> it because the people want to hear us talk about golf they they do people well, want to hear us talk about golf so here we are and we like to talk about golf. we do we do yes. like to talk about golf I mean and especially <clears> right now because all I'm, all I'm seeing now is uh, course closed, course closed, course closed. Mm. Um, however, there are a lot of courses still open. I drove by Emerald Links. I drive by yeah. Emerald Links on the way to take kids to school every day. And, yep. and it's pin still in, guys still in. The guy out there in shorts this morning, but it is like 11 degrees. <laughs> <through>. <laughs> I saw actually, yeah, you're
1: right. I saw a few people uh, post some pictures from there yesterday. I think it's going to be 14 down here in Kingston area today. Uh not so much in Saskatchewan <laughs> that I checked out there a little bit earlier. I will say I did live in Saskatchewan for a year, so I'm not mocking the people that are there, nor my sister who lives in Moose Jaw, but it's
0: minus 27 as we record this. Minus Man, you gotta have some seven. thick friggin' skin. To, deal, to live in Saskatchewan and deal with that every single Because this is not something that in Saskatchewan, this is not something that is, oh, it's an anomaly. It's cold in Saskatchewan oh, this no. winter. Oh, no. It's cold in Saskatchewan every winter. They get lots yep. of snow. Yep. um You know, good on you. I mean, if you're loving Saskatchewan, I mean, there's obviously a reason why you're there. It could be that you're a farmer. Hey, it's beautiful. Saskatchewan is beautiful.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah, I, that was never the reason. Never been, why.
0: so I can't really, yeah, you know, that wasn't I, the reason I just we know moved. the jokes that surround, <laughs> you know, the idea of walking out your front door and looking to the left and looking to the right and just basically seeing a road that never seems to end because you can see, like, there's no hills that's just flat, but that's just jokes. I don't yeah, really know anything exactly. about it, so yeah. I got no opinion about it. Well, we used to
1: say we used to watch our dog run away for a week. <laughs> that was a constant one or whatever, but we love, we love you, Saskatchewan. <laughs> Oh my god! My sister can have it. Oh my gosh! Anyways, on oh to other god. things. What do we got yes. going on today in the show?
0: Well, we got some good stuff to talk about. Some announcements that uh, many people will have already heard about regarding the uh, PJ Tour Canada. Yep. Um, well, we've been sitting on for a while. Yes, we have been sitting on it for a bit, and it is exciting. Uh, and we'll get into the, some discussion about it because mm-hmm. you know there's there's some opinions and. And there's, some, uh, some, well, there's history some history and so on to talk about. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be a good chunk of today's podcast. Um, we got a little book that you want to talk about in Product Watch, the Shifting yep. Gears, talk about a little book. Uh, Kevin and Jake uh, Haim are on the lesson tee once again, and they are got some props, um, some cool little props uh, that are going to uh, help them illustrate and discuss how better balance can improve your ball striking. So that's on the lesson T and um, yeah, that's uh, and we got a little Twitter thing, a little Twitter poll, a little Twitter discussion that uh, we did on Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that we did at flagstick on Twitter and uh, some cool little, uh, some cool discussion is one of those ones that, that seemed to get a lot of interest and a lot of, a lot of back and forth was going. So we're going to read some of those. We're going to talk about it. We're going to give our own, uh, our own take on it as well. Um, Yeah, so that's going to be the makeup of today's show. So uh, let's get right at it. Let's get right to it. Um, Let's get to the front nine uh, presented by Metcalf Golf Club. A natural setting, a pleasant challenge. Um, Closed for the season, unfortunately. However, time to gear up for next season. Yes, and sir. time to gear up for the holiday season. Uh, Christmas parties are booking now. Banquets are booking now. And get on over to MetcalfGolf.com. And uh, you can pick up some really cool gift ideas, uh, whether it's in the pro shop or whether it's uh, green fees, memberships. Jump down to MetcalfGolf.com and uh, check it all out. All right. Um, let's get into this uh the big announcement this yeah. week uh, oh, yeah. that uh, it's exciting is that the PGA Definitely. Tour Canada is uh, returning once again mm-hmm. uh, to our nation's capital yep. uh, with a, a new event uh, called the uh, the Commissioners Open. Yeah, commissioners um, and,
1: Ottawa Open,
0: and anybody that knows anything about the commissioners know that this is a this is a very large organization, uh, security uh, organization that is um, uh, staffed um, significantly by uh, ex military. Um, ex military. Yeah, yep, um, my dad
1: spent some time as a commissioner after he got out of the military, so certainly yep. it's a like you said it's a pretty large organization. My
0: older brother was uh was oh, a yeah, uh, fairly right. high level uh, uh commissioner um you know he my he passed away many many years ago um but uh uh looking up at your big bro um but he was a commissioner loved his job loved what he did so uh and i'm sure most of them do love what they do but uh yeah the commissioners Ottawa open uh is a new event uh, that's going to be uh uh, going to be happening in the nation's capital in 2023. Mm. Yep, and um, let's talk about. you yeah, know, so let's it, talk it, it, about. Let's talk about PGA Tour Canada, uh, yeah. in particular. This is obviously not the first rodeo uh, no. for the PGA Tour Canada, yeah. uh, formerly the Canadian Tour. Uh, many years ago, uh, this sort of marriage with the uh, with the nation's capital. Started back in 1992 with the uh, uh, Trafalgar Capital Classic. Um, yeah. and, um, Which I and kind of find funny,
1: though, because, and, and I get it, and I understand that maybe some of the staff at, at uh, PGA Tour Canada are not familiar with the whole history. But unfortunately, when their release came out, uh, and, you know, uh, and it got repeated by a number of media outlets, they basically mm-hmm. said, oh, it's the first time the tour pros have been at Eagle Creek and i'm like eh, that's not so much the yeah. truth but you know i get it i get it you know you know uh you know they're not in in i guess uh you know involved in golf well i guess much. we
0: could give them the benefit of the doubt in that sure. say it's the first time the pga okay. tour canada pros no, yeah. have been to Eagle yeah, yeah, Creek yeah. although I mean generally yeah. speaking when these things change names over the these tours change names over the years it's the same tours the, yeah. the Canadian tour PGA Tour Canada is just uh, you know the same tour that was taken over by the PGA Tour. Yeah the PGA Tour bought it. You know um, amongst yeah. this you know the PGA Tour PGA uh, Latino America Tour you know so um Eagle uh, Creek. You
1: yeah, know? I guess the first thing to get
0: to a little bit. You know, I've obviously had some uh,
1: discussions with uh, PGA Tour Canada executive director Scott Pritchard, uh, who has some ties to yep. to Ottawa. He went. Yep. To, he went to did his uh, university uh, schooling here. We're, used to work at Chuck Brown's Chuck Brown Golf. Yeah, Chuck believe Brown it or not. Yeah. So, uh, and Scott's a great guy, always in contact. And, uh, you know, he knows Ottawa is a strong market. And basically, since uh, the PJ Tour uh, took over the Canadian Tour and, and acquired it in 2012, um, late 2011, um, you know, they wanted to be in this Ottawa market. And, you know, they've obviously had a foray into the market and we'll, we'll talk about that and we'll get to it. Um, But it's been something he's wanted to get back to for the last five years. Um, He knows there's a strong contingent of golfers that are here. Um, You know, there's certain support that's here from a, you know, corporate entities, you know, commissioners, Ottawa Tourism for an example uh that they've worked with uh, to to get them here and it, it's been important for him to get to get it back here it's very difficult um to run some of these events in very small communities um just because it's hard
0: to get you know that that money behind it because mm-hmm. you know it's not cheap to run these events oh gosh no i mean that's the thing that we were we were kind of looking at this you know financially i mean we've we have been involved um We've been significantly involved in the uh, PGA Tour Canada events since 98. Um, Yeah. We weren't involved in 92, obviously, because we weren't around. Sure. Um, But since 98, we've been involved in every rendition mm-hmm. of PJ tour Canada's Canadian tour events yeah. that have been yeah. in and around when we go yeah. back to the, the great waterway classics at, uh when they were at smugglers, when they were at loyalists, when they were at upper Canada, upper Canada. Yeah. Um, you know, we were, we've been involved. Yeah, we have. And we, we, we pour our support, every bit of support that we can behind these events to help make them successful. But mm-hmm. um, you know, we've also, so we know Mm-hmm. Ottawa is a great market for this yep. type of tour you know I mean mm-hmm. we have we have the we have the LPGA tour come here and have this massive event at, yep. at the Ottawa golf and or Hunt and golf club and and it does so well mm-hmm. it is the LPGA Brooke Henderson's involved there's a lot of big name high profile female golfers women mm-hmm. golfers that that are at that event so but that even, contributes but, significantly right. to that
1: but we should also say that you know even when they're running that event, um, there's a lot of nerves of whether Brooke is going to make the cut. You know, yeah, the, because it when, does affect Saturday, Sunday. It does because you know. Here's the thing: um, there's and, and you can't fault people for this. It's familiarity and star mentality. Mm-hmm. Now, I can remember being at <clears throat> Upper Canada. We'll use that for an example. Yeah. So this is the Great Waterway Classic. And we'll go back to twenty thirteen. Okay, Mackenzie Hughes, Nick Taylor, Tony Finau—that's just some of the names. I know yep. some of the names. Now, if you give those names today, people would run out to see those people play.
0: Yes, but not back then. Not in the context then, of yeah.
1: Correct. So this is always the struggle for these events. It's it's you know. It's getting to people to understand and realize they are these are the next stars of the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You might know, you might not know they are the stars. Then, so for example, Traf- Capital, Trafalgar Capital Classic, 1992, Eagle yep. Creek. Eagle Creek had just opened in 1991 yep. as, an, as an equity golf course. And you know, if you want to know more about the kind of the history of the course or whatever, you can go to Flagstick.com. In our PJ Tour Canada story, the announcement that is up there, we included a, a fair bit, a chunk of the history of the golf course as far as Eagle Creek. If you want to Google Eagle Creek on the website, you'll find a whole profile of the golf course. But uh, 1991, it opens as a uh, private equity golf course. Um, they bring in this Capital Trafalgar Classic. The winner that year was Grant Waite. Yep. in 1992. Grant Wait would win on the PGA Tour at the Kemper Open the very next year. Yep. And obviously became even more famous as the guy with the showdown with Tiger Woods at the Canadian Open in, in 2000. Obviously has turned into a fabulous uh you know golf coach now. Um and but you know in 1992
0: he was you know, who was Grant Wait.
1: Who was Grant Wait. So that's always the struggle for the tour and that, and that's the the thing that they're fighting against thankfully they have the you know they have that affiliation with the PJ tour now yeah but that is always the the struggle and you know we, we we saw it back then as far as the players going into then you know the eagle creek classic from 98 yeah. to 2001 you know being involved in there in 2001 mark slaughter beats out chris greenwood who we sponsored that week? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember Was wearing that. a flagstick hat. Yeah, when he lost in the playoff with with Mark Slaughter. Um, but you know, Aaron Oberholzer had won in in '99. Yeah, there who obviously went on to you know obviously now in the broadcast role, but you know ended up being on the on the PGA tour and and had some success there or whatever. But yeah, that's always the you know that that to say. Um, Yes, we've had the Capital Travagra Classic, the Eagle Creek Classic from '98 to 2001, what became the National Capital Open from uh, that ended in 2017, and the Great Waterway Classic, which wasn't in Ottawa but in eastern Ontario. Yeah, yeah. So, so we've we've had events here, let alone um, other. We'll go way back in the day for the Canadian Tour. Um, they had a the PGA Championship of Canada was sort of involved with the tour back then. And it was at Reno View. Um, but yeah, it's 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 great that it's back. We're we're not saying it it's is. not that it's great it's back, but the challenge always is to get bodies out there to know and understand these are the future stars of tomorrow. And so let's
0: you- Scott, let's talk about that for a second because you know we were talking about this before we jumped on uh, on the, the cast today and saying how successes and failures. Okay, so mm-hmm. we know that there have been um the great waterway classic uh you know down the, down the uh the 401 in the great waterway region um you know had you know at smugglers at loyalist at upper canada gone mm-hmm. um the uh the national capital open at highlands ran its four year um, mm-hmm. four year course mm-hmm. um you know gone mm-hmm. um the eagle creek classic did its term gone mm-hmm. um so when we talk about successes and failures, though, we have to remember that these events, um, the charitable component to these events is huge. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, that, so and that's why can't... that's why I don't like the word failure. Exactly. Don't, because the tournament ends doesn't mean it was a failure because, you know, where you're getting to is exactly, you know, as long as the charity profits mm-hmm. that's really the big thing out of it the charity obviously that's that's the key to the PGA tour i mean the PGA tour who's you know given billions mm-hmm. overall that that funnels down to Corn Ferry Tour, uh, PGA Tour Canada. Exactly. You know, yeah. The intention here, and obviously Soldier On is the beneficiary for this event. That's that's who's going to be the charity for this event. Um, you know, and it's important that money is raised for them. And really, whether two people come to see it, or two thousand come people people see it, or five thousand, or whatever the case may be, you know, as long as at the end of the day some money is going into the pockets of the charity, that's really the key. Well, I think
0: that's the thing. And I don't know if, uh, you know, I I don't know the, you know, and, and, you know, this is, I don't even know that this is the discussion that you can have with, with the tour or, or, you know, what have you. But um, as far as, you know, tour events like this, to look at them as profit centers, Mm. you know, I, I just don't, I don't, you know, and, and, and I, I see a massive necessity for the PGA Tour Canada to be in Ottawa. Oh it yeah, it makes complete definitely. sense. This is a totally. this is a, a nationwide tour yeah. that is sanctioned through the PGA Tour. It's part yeah. of their organization. To not have an event in Ottawa in the nation's capital is a, a little bit missing silly. It, yeah, you know, it, it, it yeah. needs to be And, here. and Scott so, and Scott knew that. And Scott right, knew. and that's why he worked so hard to try to get it here. Definitely. The only the only issue becomes um what they had the last the four years that they had when it was at Highlands, I thought that that would continue. I thought that that mm-hmm. relationship would 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 flourish because number yeah. one, nothing's changed with respect to the charitable side of this coming season. Right. It's Soldier On is the is the mm-hmm. uh, is the charity of choice for the PGA for for the event, um, the Commissioners uh, Ottawa Open. Uh, Soldier On is the charity of choice, which was the charity that was involved uh with the uh, Ottawa Open uh, national yeah. capital open at highlands
1: yeah
0: um so so that part of it you know and that's great and what we have in ottawa is we have our nation's capital we have we have military uh we have Very government much. and we have high tech yeah Th- that's that's what we have now we you know a lot of other businesses and stuff yeah, but, but let's those face are the it, major, that's, that's those our are the primary major you know our yeah, primary sure. so we have high tech which means mm-hmm. i'm not saying the high tech companies are rolling in money what I'm saying um, is high-tech companies have money to burn on community driven uh, programs uh, yeah. that are that are excellent for goodwill, mm. uh, goodwill marketing. So yeah. there's potential there. We have government. Mm-hmm. probably not a good idea for the government to be throwing a whole bunch of money at a golf tournament right now but you know doesn't, tourism doesn't, wise doesn't yes look,
1: doesn't look okay. Tur- yeah and tourism, tourism is something. involved
0: we do know right. that, that that there is yeah. some tourism and in, yeah involved ottawa in tourism
1: is definitely involved in this which is great yeah. because you know and it's military nice to, right but it's nice to see ottawa tourism being involved with golf and yes and maybe, maybe recognizing how important it is to the community because you know uh, no offense to Ottawa tourism, but you know, a lot of the times when you go on the Ottawa tourism website, it just would list just a few golf courses. When we know there's just that much more. I mean, we've well, been golf doing this tourism for in seasons. Ottawa
0: is terrible. Like, I, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna like. Okay, different topic. Like, we'll get into that yeah, another we'll time. That go, another golf, day. yeah, golf tourism in in Ottawa, as far as this being a destination for golf, is crazy, ridiculously terrible, Um and it it should be a lot better. Uh, anyways,
1: yeah, and and, the, and and that's to say the promotion of it outside the area is terrible. It's not yes. saying the product is terrible. No, not the like product. That. No, 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 no. No, so we've no, we got more
0: hotels and we know that yeah. you know, we've got lots of yeah. hotels, yeah. lots of great golf, yeah. uh, lots of great entertainment, tons of stuff. Yeah. We've got casinos. Yeah. We've got everything yeah. you need here so we'll, for golf we'll tourism. Another, we'll, so.
1: we'll do another show on Oh, that. yeah. But, but back, to okay. your, back
0: to your point as far yes. as the
1: charity and the
0: continuation of this event. Yes, yes. I was kind of, that's why I say I was kind of surprised um, mm-hmm. And not knowing the inner the inner workings and so on of the event and why, mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised that that after the four year term that they ran with the with the the National Capital Open, yeah. um, that that hit had ended because I really thought yeah. that that was a good relationship. The you know a, a golf course charity, um, you know, it organ- is. A,
1: you but know. again, the difficult part is is that these are massive puzzles. Yeah. These are massive puzzles, and there's a lot of things that have to happen for these events to happen. You know, this is not a, you know, no, we know what it takes to do it, our own tournament, yeah, which is just for an amateurs or whatever. Let alone a week long pro event to PGA Tour standards, you know, with spectators and everything else, so yeah. pro- pro-ams, you name it. So that's the difficult part is that there's a lot that goes into the organization of events to the yeah. point of, you know, we've obviously had discussions. We were involved. We were approached before uh, involved with events. We won't get into too much detail about it, but let's just say we had meetings in years past where, you know, was there interest in us operating an event? Well, the difficult part is what you look at it. And again, it's not looking at from a profit standpoint or things like that. There's so much work and effort that has to be involved here, and the pieces have to work so well because it's just not an automatic on the far end. This is not the PGA Tour. As far as, you know, you're not, it's not like you're walking Rory and stuff to the T, which again, you know, doesn't negate how complex it is to run an RBC Canadian Open or whatever, but yeah, it's difficult. And I think that's the challenge always with these events and every person that's run these events over the years. And obviously we've had communications with everybody that's, you know, running these events, um, you know, it it just takes a lot to make it happen. So it's just unfortunate because you know we look to see you know events that are running in the communities like victoria that have been Mm -hmm. running for decades and it would be great if this event could be in that position that we would have the tour here on a year-to-year-to-year basis but we're also realistic in knowing that it is a challenge you know and there's a lot of work that has to
0: happen and that has to have a lot of support well that's the thing and And I, I, i i kind of feel like that long-term success of an event like this in you know in our region or any of them in 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 any towns there has to be like it it can't be looked at as something that that it's um that it's a that it's a major business uh entity like i just i just don't see it as like i'm gonna like I couldn't look at it as as the as the uh, as the owner of you know the president owner whatever you want to call me of of this business this company flagstick. I couldn't look at running an a uh, an event like this without looking because of the amount of work involved in it. I couldn't have to look, look at, the at it as yeah. a as a non uh, uh, profit making entity. Yeah. Yeah. So if I look at it that way, I'd have to, you know, you really have to look at how can I meet check, how can I check all the boxes that are necessary from mm-hmm. a charitable perspective yeah. um, and a profit and a business perspective? And is it, so for me, that's just me yeah. um, always as flagstick, glad to step in and do what we can to support and promote the tour, um, yeah, for the sure. tour. Uh, yeah. you know, Every day and twice on Sundays, um, we will be there for the tour and maybe a bit more because of of Scott Pritchard, in uh, mm-hmm. the relationship that we've had with him for so many years. Um, Going to make sure that we do what we can to 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 see that this event yeah. uh, is a success from our end. Yeah. So, well, what we'd like to see though is we we'd like to see people show up to, yes, to see and, it. Now, now this brings up another point and, and uh, I know we have other, some other things that we want to get to, yeah, today, we'll get Scott, to but it. I really, you know, I, I don't care. I mean, the podcast can be four hours long if we want it to, nobody <laughs> will listen for four hours straight. But, um, the point being that yes, we want spectators there hundred percent. We want spectators there. Can you expect people to, um, buy tickets to go and watch the the tour, the event, um, mm-hmm that's what we want Mm -hmm. uh we want them to pay to come and watch these guys play golf however if this is the struggle that that seems to be that seems to happen uh when they when the tour comes to ottawa it seems to to be difficult to get people to buy tickets to come and watch Mm -hmm. um then is there something else that that needs to be done to ensure that there's bodies on the golf course you know do you need to like i don't know do you need to sell tickets can you not just give the tickets away i mean are you really are you really bringing in that much revenue Mm -hmm. from the event from the ticket sales of the event it's Um, it's a
1: it's a valid question i'm going to sneeze it's a good question that's why you have that's why you have a mute button i
2: don't have a sneeze. yeah
0: this is like people gonna see me
1: (laughs)
2: um i I guess
1: that's the difficulty it's the chicken and the egg sort of thing i mean the thing is you could make it free does that make them come out i mean it's it's, it depends what the motivation is for somebody to come out and see this event right Mm -hmm. um i mean i always look at highlands you know people could have watched taylor Pendrith play yeah taylor Pendrith who now, all of a sudden, people are like, oh, he played in the President's Cup, and then whatever. Yeah, where were you? Where were you at Highlands when he was bombing it down number two and hitting a wedge into number two, which was playing as a par four, which members know as a par five, too. Right. Number,
0: and we got, we got new, we got new <clears throat> people coming up. That I mean, there's some familiarity. I mean, obviously, you know, Noah Steele um yeah. is uh is is um call it a local product he's not from ottawa he's from kingston but it's close enough yeah um but there's local there's ties to to yourself and to derek mcdonald Uh, you know as Well, we're gonna we're
1: gonna see yeah we're gonna see locals playing in the monday qualifiers mm-hmm. there's probably gonna some that are gonna get some exemptions that's gonna be up to the operating group or whatever of who gets those exemptions or whatever but you know we have young up-and-coming pros be it a you know tie salone from from Long Sue or uh, Jake Bryson, who played, who just turned pro and, and played out at Eagle yeah. Creek, so um, you know, so there is some opportunities there for that local buzz for people coming to see people. We saw it at Eagle Creek Classic back then it was Matt McQuillan, who yeah. we helped get in the tournament, who yeah. eventually went on to play in the PGA Tour. Um, so there's that. It's just always that hard thing to sit there and go, you know, is the ticket the barrier? It shouldn't be, you know, if it's 10 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever, that shouldn't be a barrier, but it's not about the barrier. In a lot of cases, it's a case of, you know, what is going to motivate them to get out there. And, and, you know, it's the same struggle that, you know, minor hockey would have, Yeah. you know, it'd be hard to get people to, you know, how hard is it to get people to minor hockey? I mean, you should be able to you know you should be able to pack the stadium every night for a 67th game you know yeah. but again if it's not the big cheese no different when you go on to the lpj tour if it's not brooke henderson you know you know you still need to... madame leblanc is super super skilled i know she's not brooke henderson but but people all of a sudden are following brooke and they're following not following madame or elena sharp or well, know, yeah some of the other stars of the game or whatever so it's just always a struggle that way. So yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say what that means as far as logistics. We'll hear more about the plans as far as this event again. July twenty, uh, July seventeenth to twenty third is the date. It's designed to to be played out at Eagle Creek. Um, I'm hearing on the schedule it'll follow the event in Montreal. Um, and yeah, you know, again, we'll be there to support it. I just hope this time around, yeah, the it sticks. Um, I hope so. People come and see it and, you know, we'll do what we can to uh, do our part to support the tour and to support, you know, the coverage and and things like that.
0: Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And and you know what?
1: Here's the thing. Between now and next July... We'll have a lot more of these discussions. So,
0: yes, because more information is going to start to come out, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I would love to. You know, I mean, we're going to talk. We have a little Twitter thing later on. I would love to kind of get a little a little conversation going on uh, on Twitter um, about about this and and what people think about. Uh, you know what I want to I want to see some I want to see unbiased uh well, discussion I, about yeah. about the event, not yeah. not you know, not promoted, you yeah, know, yeah, stuff. Yeah. I well, want to see no, it and, you and know. we
1: will do that. We'll uh you know, because this
0: event is new
1: and a lot not everybody's heard of it yet, I want to give time for people to understand and realize that it's actually happening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you know, we'll put some polls out there on our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, whatever the case may be, you know, are you planning to come watch this event?
0: And yeah. and if not, why? Exactly. That's the big question. If if you're not planning on coming, don't, don't say you're planning on coming and then you're not coming. Like, right. Just, just to get your two cents worth in on Twitter. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're planning on coming, great. And yeah. why, if you're not planning on coming, yeah. then why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you come? Is it yeah. Because the price of the, because you don't want to pay 10 bucks to yeah, come and, and watch it. Was, it? And, and frankly, it was- I don't care. Like I said before, there, there's no money to be made from the ticket sales. You could put 5,000 people through there at 10 bucks a ticket it's it's not a yeah that's a good chunk of money, but it's not well that can go to the
1: charity. But you're not going to well, see that many anyways. No, I mean you don't see that many people at a corn fairy tour event. So well,
0: that's the whole thing. So yeah. so why bother? I guess is my and I'll I'll leave yeah. my two cents worth in there. Mm-hmm. Is is why bother if it's not that big of a deal at the end? I would rather, from a marketing perspective, I would rather have as many bodies on that golf course watching those guys play as I can possibly get for the benefit of the people that are sponsoring the event, because mm. that's the, those signs that are up, all those signs around the event aren't doing anybody any good if nobody's there to see them. So that's the most important thing. I want to drop my money on a sign on the event on a T sign or whatever. That's great. But I want, I want 400 people or 500 people to see that sign. I want a thousand mm-hmm. people to see that yeah. sign. I don't yeah. want 10 yeah so because there's not because tv coverage obviously is not a not a, a no big TV component coverage. of it so so that sign's got to mean something yeah you know yep. so just Fair. think about that i guess we can leave it at that for now we'll bang back the discussion on this at another time Definitely. um and uh in the meantime there you go uh do you oh. want to we got maybe a few minutes before i gotta take a quick break scott do you want to jump on anything else do you want to leave it there and just move on
1: you know, just quickly, uh, just mention LPGA this week. We talked to I said we mentioned Brooke. Oh, we'll yep. just say that before we move on to our next segment. Um, but um, they're supposed to be playing the Pelican Championship, was the second last event of the season for the LPGA. Right. Uh, they're supposed to be getting underway today, which we're taping on Thursday. Not happening uh, due to the storm that's coming through there. At a at a text, uh, an email from a caddy last night before this was announced, but uh, obviously because of the impending storm, the fact. They're going to get, you know, 40 mile an hour winds and four inches of rain. Uh, they're delayed till Friday, but, you know, Brooke is playing in the field. Alina Sharp is in the field. Monami LeBlanc is in the field. And Maddie Zarek. Uh, important week for the players. Top 60 go on to the race of the CME Globe, which is the final event, the big money event of the year. Brooke is fourth in those standings heading into that. Um, top 100 keep their cards so it's very critical for the other three players to maintain their status Uh, Marami's in a good spot so she should be okay Uh, but this is a big week for Alina and Maddie Zarek to maintain their status on the tour and now they'll only have 54 holes to do that instead of 72
0: All right. okay I guess we can leave it there Uh, we'll leave it there for now sure Um, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll pop out take a quick break when we come back from break um we will uh we'll head out to the lesson tea mm-hmm. actually you know what Why we yeah no what? no 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 we're no? gonna head out no don't oh. have enough time uh we gotta right. take a break uh we'll head out to the lesson T and uh and uh see what uh, jake and kevin uh have up their sleeve or under their feet for um for the t- for the tip this week um we're gonna talk about a book Not going to tell you which book, but we're going to talk about a book and we're going to get to the uh, little Twitter poll, Twitter discussion, which which I think people will find interesting. should be fun. Uh, Stay with us. Uh, We will be right back here on the Flagstick Podcast. At Ping, we're an engineering company. Success is measured in the lab and on your scorecard.
1: We focus on results, your results. In the G425 Max driver, that means more time in the fairway, less time in the rough it means longer drives shorter approach shots and fewer
0: putts the new g425 drivers taking moi to the max get fit today visit ca.ping.com to learn more about g425 all right and we are back and yes indeed we are going to uh, that was a, a really um very good in-depth discussion about the, uh, PJ <laughs> event. I know we're going to, I mean, it's going to it's gonna be because it's a big deal. We're going to make yeah. it even an even bigger deal for sure. Cause that's what we do. We make things that are big deals, bigger deals, um, in a good way. We try. But, indeed. We have to head out to, uh, we have to head to the lesson T which is brought to you by the Kevin Haim golf school. Uh, it is always the right time to play better golf, whether you need private lessons, better short game, some putting help, or even a custom club fitting, visit kevinhaim.com and remember that better golf is a lot more fun. This week on The Lesson Tee, as I said, Kevin and Jake have a couple of props uh, that uh, that they're going to be working with, and uh, they're going to show us how uh, better balance uh, can greatly improve your ball striking. So let's see, what, uh, let's see what Kevin and Jake have got for us.
2: Happy Tip Tuesday, golfers. All right, golfers, today we're back on the Lesson Tee. We're working with teaching aids again. I love the pool noodles, Jake. They're inexpensive, and you can use them for so many things. <laughs> including whacking me, Including yeah. whacking my son, yeah. So today we're talking about balance. And what I discuss with golfers is four-way balance, not only side-to-side, left-to-right, but also toes-to-heels. You've got to find the middle of your feet so yeah. we've got these balance pods jake describe people jump up there and tell them what you're looking for in your balance yeah so basically i'm putting the pod under the middle of my foot so under my laces just behind the ball on my foot that way i'm centered on top of the golf ball and then I'm really just trying to find the point where I'm balanced in all four directions, so I don't have too much weight on my toes or heels, on one foot or on the other foot. And You think about any sport that's important, we want to make sure we're athletically balanced in a way that we can move our bodies athletically. All right, that's great, but now you got to get into golf posture, so we've got to get down to that golf ball, so then what's, what's the key? So to do that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick my bum back, flex my legs a little bit, and allow my chest to fall forward to counterbalance my hips. And when I do that, if assuming I use my, you know, bum back properly, it's actually quite intuitive to keep the balance I found earlier while in this position. Yeah, it keeps the back nice and straight too. Keeps Jake tall so he can hit the shot. All right, Jake. So we're, we're trying to swing this golf club, keeping the weight under the middle of the feet. Just hit a little shot for us. Let's see it. So you can see that the finish is a little restrictive because you actually should go to the outside of the foot and onto the heel but he can certainly feel where the weight is. Now, I like this, I think, even better, Jake. It's less of a test, but you can do this at home, and it's the same idea. When you swing a golf club, we want the weight to be in the middle of the feet, move to the inside of the back foot, a little into the heel, and then over onto the front foot. Never to the toes, though, and certainly never outside that back foot. So, let's stand on the pool noodle, Jake. Get yourself set up there, just so we can see what's happening. Awesome, again, find the middle of your feet, super important to do that, and then just take a little swing, a little bigger one, Jake, with the pool noodle, but Ah, that's a beautiful shot. Wow, he hit that well. So you can actually see the way he stays in posture from the back view, and it really helps for just consistent contact, because you're more in balance, right? And it gives me direct feedback. The pool noodle shows me where my balance is. That way I can practice properly and make sure I'm more athletic in my golf swing. There it is, golfers. Think about your balance and where the weight is in your feet and you'll become a better ball striker.
0: All right, indeed. Indeed. See, I, I I love the tips. I especially like it when Kevin and Jake do tips together. <laughs> it, it
1: seems like a, um, I mean, it's obviously it's a very natural duo um mm-hmm. for the fact that you know obviously Jake and Kevin have been around each other their whole lives um but they interact well and you know the whole goal here obviously is to try to make you know somebody better and it gives a little bit two different perspectives uh up to it as well so yeah uh, for sure but but good stuff there I mean you know uh finding your center both laterally and horizontally within your feet is very important. Um, obviously, we have to do that at speed, uh, which makes it uh, more of a challenge. Um, but you know the the couple elements that they they worked in there uh, very effective drills with low cost. You know that you can work on and yeah. uh, you know improve your ball striking because you know in the end hitting the ball off the center of the face is kind of a, a number one priority more than anything. So good stuff there.
0: Cool. All right, Scott, let's uh let's dive into uh into our our back nine discussion. Sure. Um uh back nine is uh, uh brought to you by Golf Sim Gurus. Um if you're looking to get a golf simulator, which you're running out of time if you want one for this year. If you're looking to get off, get a golf simulator uh, that fits your needs and your budget, visit golfsimgurus.ca and talk to our buddy Andy and yep. uh, and get that done. So, um twitter uh we like Mm -hmm. to use twitter for a number of things we like to use twitter for we like to use twitter to get information out we like uh, to use twitter to follow what other people are saying to get to to see what they're Uh saying um we also like to use twitter once in a while just to throw something out there you know kind of like throwing spaghetti at the wall seeing if it sticks and then seeing what the spaghetti does after it uh, does stick does it just fall off the wall or does it roll down
1: well, I mean, one of the big things about Twitter that we've always done, you know, since the very beginning, and, you know, we're 14 years using that platform on top of others, but, um, it, you know, it's interactivity. It, it, it's not a case of just pushing information out there, which obviously we have a lot of information that we push out there. And the last couple of days, it's been the... uh Uh, national letter of intent signings, believe me. I've Mm -hmm. I've posted enough of those in the last couple of days of, of, of kids signing college agreements, Canadians heading south. But, you know, this week I decided to kind of dig into some things a little bit more because I've been talking to a few people about you know, taking up the game and when they take up the game and the influence of, you know, why'd they get started. And, and, and a lot of this was prompted actually because I was uh, I was working with a student who took up golf during COVID mm-hmm. like literally like two, two years ago, who's now like a nine handicap. And, and I'm like, why, why did you get into it? And that, you know, that origin story is kind of important. We all have them and we'll get to ours. I'm sure. Um You know, he just said, got invited out, seemed like it was pretty fun, you know, got a little better, got a little better, and it it became addictive. But that person got into it, you know, kind of late compared to probably some other people, at least from our poll, what we'll find out. So, you know, I guess the biggest thing was, you know, I'll read out what the poll is. I basically just said, let's hear your story. At what age did you take up the game of golf and what prompted, inspired you to try it? Leave a reply. So, you know, it's great to hit the, the polling results. And we had 357 people respond to that poll. And it's interesting to see the four categories that I gave them, younger than 10, age 10 to 25, ages 25 to, or 26 to 40, and ages 41 and up. But it was more important to even hear the stories behind it more yeah, than for sure. and, and should we give it the poll results first? And I mean, I do Yeah, I, don't, I, yeah. I, don't know I mean, I think, that's a, I
0: think that's important to, to note yeah. that, you know, the majority of the uh, of the people that responded to the poll were between the ages of ten and twenty five. I mean, fifty-two point well, yeah, four percent. fifty two point four. Not the people that
1: responded. The Sorry, people, the answer. Yeah, yeah, the answer that they gave. So, yeah. so, so fifty two point four
0: um, percent said so they took up golf with ages. Took up 10 golf to when they were, you know, between yeah. the ages of 10 and and, and thirty
1: percent were younger than ten. So that means eighty two point four percent of those three hundred fifty seven people under
0: twenty five years old,
1: under twenty five years old. Yeah.
0: I mean, so is that is it really that surprising though? I mean, is that kind of, that's kind of the number I would expect would be that I I,
1: I would too. And I, I I guess there's a couple of reasons for that. And we've seen that. And obviously we know that's important as far as things like golf in the schools programs and junior programs. And, And this should really emphasize to golf courses is that, you know, although they're chasing the person that has the, um, has the ability to buy a membership So let's say that person is over the age of 26, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, People that are taking up the game uh, based on this poll that are over the age of 26, there's only 17% of them. So this means that junior programs are more important to cement their connection to the game early on. Funny that. To get them to be members. Of their- Funny now, friggin' that. Yeah. But I mean, this, I mean, this is obviously not uncommon with a lot of other sports. You know, this happens across the board as far as people, when they take an interest in an activity, generally most people will take up an activity when they're younger. And there's many reasons for that. One of the things that people will not take up golf later on, um, just because they have the uh, they're self-conscious about, you know, playing poorly. They don't want to be embarrassed when they go out or whatever. Whereas when you're a kid, you don't really think about that. You just go and you play. So that's why it's important to sort of break down that barrier that they've had some sort of experience when they're younger so that when they get asked to play later on, even if they haven't played a lot of golf, that they've had enough familiarity that they're like, yeah, no big deal. I'll go play. Whereas all of a sudden you ask somebody who's never played before, who's like 50 years old and you say, Hey, do you want to come to play golf? And they're like, yeah, I've never played golf before. Mm." you know you'll get a lot more hesitancy than you'll get people diving in but that lends itself then back to that age group and the stories of why people taking it up so why don't we dive maybe a little bit first mm-hmm. when did you take up the game
0: 17. 17 i was 17 years old i took it up because i was uh uh, two of my two of my very good friends uh, in high school—they uh, were members that uh, they were junior members at Bell Park Fairways in yep. uh, in Kingston and uh, a
1: municipal golf course we'll say to people because obviously not everybody that's listening to this podcast which no longer
0: exists unfortunately well it still exists
1: but well they and they just tore down the clubhouse the other week so that's gone so sadness unfortunately sadness but yeah Um, just to let people know because we we do have listeners in lots of different countries this is a municipal golf course nine holder that was owned by a city
0: yeah so i started playing because that's what those guys did in the summer and and i thought that this would be kind of cool so I bought a set of golf clubs from Canadian Tire where I was working. They were not very good. Um, yep, but neither but were they you. Did, they did the job. No, I was terrible. <laughs> that's, how, that's, that's how it works. You I, think I was terrible. You're, you're, usually, you're
1: usually as good as your equipment.
0: Um, and, you know, and, and, uh, and that's how I got started playing. And actually, it, it, the funny funny part about that whole story was that golf was was ultimately became the, um, the icebreaker or my in, if you will um to uh uh, to my wife um patricia her family right um liking me
2: (laughs) (laughs) because her aunt
0: uh thank you you, golf yeah exactly her aunt was an avid golfer and and a junior coordinator at uh looked after the juniors at bell park yep um she was like she was an icon at bell park and uh and I golfed with her and her group, uh, yeah. with, uh, with Doc Cassim and, uh, you know, that whole group, I golfed with them when I was a mm-hmm. member there as a, as a 17, 18 year old. So when word got back to the, uh, to, uh, my wife's the potential mother, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and father, it was like, okay. You know, I, all the, all the good words were, were sent, uh, sent, uh, about me, how great yeah. a guy I was and everything. So I had the in, so nice. thank you golf. And, and uh, <laughs> thank you, Aunt Rennie, for that. Yeah. yeah for <laughs> what sure. about you? I know it was young uh, for you. Like, I mean, 17, that's old for me. But
1: Yeah, 10, 10 for me. And, um, you know, it wasn't prompted by parents or anything. I just happened to have, you know, the aforementioned Saskatchewan that we're talking about being so <laughs> cold. But in the summer, it's hot. Uh, happened to have a couple of friends who, uh, you know, we were just looking for something to do. We're in a little village in the middle of nowhere. It's a military family uh a couple of them had you know parents golf clubs in their garage went down to a school field started to hit shots thought oh this is pretty cool this is fun um you know bug my parents to go play a golf course um they had some experience with golf there were some clubs around we end up getting a, a set off a off a neighbor uh, for me to make use of and went and played some, uh, a Muni golf course, a place in Bruno, Saskatchewan with, with sand greens. I've told the story a few times before, written about it, Uh, $3 in the honesty box. And I was hooked, you know, I was hooked. So, um, but I also began to see that there were a lot more people that liked the game uh, and were involved And you know, before long, uh, within a few years, I was playing on a regular basis with my parents, which made, you know, a great connection with them getting involved with tournament golf and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, blessed to get involved with it at, a, at an early age. Um, but apparently, you know, not that early compared to some other people as well. So, <laughs> well, um, let's take
0: a look, you know, let's take a yeah. look at a couple of those, Scott, because I mean, <laughs> what um,
1: stands out to you when you look at those responses and, and a lot of this- the ones that
0: say they were 30, yeah, that was, you know, you know, Ian, that, that Ian number, I said, you know, yeah. I'm just kind of scrolling through this. Uh, you know, the 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 very first one, um, you know, at Ian McNeil. Do you remember uh, Ian? Ian Yes, was there, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah,
1: you remember uh, throwing up in his van? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it says I was 30, a young parent living near a nine-hole track which no longer exists, tried yeah. it out, realized I could walk it with the kids while wearing them out before bed. Yeah. Two summers later, some buddies uh, and and he deci- I decided to try a real course and played highland links 31 years later. Yep. There you go. You know, Highland Links. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty good for
1: a real course. Uh <laughs> yeah, for people your first real
0: to... we decided to try a real course. We played Highland yeah. Links. Oh, really? No, only one of the top 10 golf courses in the country. Yeah, um, yeah. but hey, there, there you go. But yeah. but And but, and, yeah.
1: and what I, and what I said to, you know, Ian, and now for people that don't know uh who Ian is, Ian was a long time uh, host with, uh, CBC in uh, Cape Breton, uh, knew a lot of people knows everyone down there. A lot of people know Ian. Uh, and, you know, I said right back to him, you know, I'm grateful that that happened. Unlikely that we would have met otherwise, because he was involved with some, uh, hosting duties when we were on a trip to, mm-hmm. to Cape Breton and some tourism stuff. And, but that's interesting that, you know, as a young parents, because again, not a lot of young parents would jump out and play golf, Um, But I think one of the opportunities there was the fact that, you know, he could walk it with his kids. So he could spend some time with the kids. It was an activity that they could do sort of together. And, you know, frankly, he's in a more rural environment where at that point, maybe there was more access that, you know, it's harder sometimes at some places if they're busy that you could get access just to go out there and kind of walk with your kids. But yeah, kind of unique that at 30, because obviously, you know, that falls into the, you know the fifteen point one percent group, uh, as far as that age is concerned.
0: Well, exactly. And there's another one uh, at Bowsy Twenty One. Right. Uh, started when I was thirty. Started yep. an office job at a trucking oh, yeah. company.
1: Saw that one. Yep. Wanted
0: to fit in, so started playing. Was was uh, was bit uh, bit really hard, and loved the and, and the love has never stopped. Broke a hundred and ninety the first summer. I love golf. I love golf. Yeah. You know. Yeah,
1: and and, and and there's and there's something to be said. And and that goes back to, you know, even playing with my friends, but it comes down to, you know, your social environment as well. So, you know, it's very rare that someone just, you know, turns on golf on TV and says, I want to go do that. That's very, very rare. So people have to understand and realize that, you know, uh, not a lot of people just because they see tour golf that does that doesn't inspire them to play. Yeah. In more cases, it comes from family. Yeah, It comes from their social environment. So in this case, it's his work environment. Mm-hmm. It's something else the other people around him do. So it's acceptable, right? Yeah. So as he said, he wanted to fit in. So there, those are the influence. So when people are talking about growing the game and I, you know, I hate that term when it's used in regards to, um, you know, tour stuff and things like that, there, there are aspects of the tour that are helpful as far as exposure, things that, you know, tour players can do within the community and stuff like that, that can inspire people to be interested in playing. But overall it usually comes down to people that are around you more than mm-hmm. anything.
0: Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Um, If anybody wants to look at more, because there's a lot, there's a lot of interaction with this and this was a pretty big one. So if anybody wants to check out, you know, all of the interaction, obviously, you know, um, you know, follow us at flagstick on Twitter. um, And uh, you can see.
1: Yeah. The poll was done on November 4th. So if you go back in our our Twitter timeline at, at flagstick and look at November 4th, you'll see the poll there. You'll see all the replies to it as well and if you have a hard time finding it uh you know just message us or whatever i'll provide the link to you uh not a problem there and 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 you know beyond that we definitely saw a lot of other family uh mentions as well grandparents yeah. parents all that sort of things um that's cool to see and school even i saw someone mentioned it was a middle school activity in 1982 for yeah. them and as a result of it they kept on playing so uh great to hear those origin stories definitely want to hear more uh we'll definitely do uh you know some more polls and some more discussions about that um you know there's lots of other platforms where we can we can host things so who knows we may have uh, some more discussions as far as the origin stories uh because they're fun to hear they're fun yeah to hear. no these and,
0: are, this one's really i mean this one yeah. I, I started reading i just started reading you know all yeah. the comments and stuff and it's like you know wow this is really cool and yeah. interesting and, stories and, here
1: and some of the people that replied there's even a uh canadian amateur championship uh championship winner that's in there. And I won't mention who it is. You can go and find that one. Um but yeah, he started playing when he was 12, influenced by his dad. So neat to see the people that uh responded and from locations around the world.
0: Yeah. You know, and this is one one more. I'm not going to read it, but one more when you're sure. scrolling through this uh most people in the hockey world know Liam McGuire.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You yeah.
0: gotta. You gotta go. You gotta check out his because yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, yes. it was pretty cool. Like it was yeah. pretty cool how how he kind of got into the game. I mean, Liam's an avid avid golfer and oh, obviously yeah. a hockey uh, hockey trivia you know guru nut and yeah. guru. Um, but uh, his story of how he got into golf, um, you know at Rideau View is really, really interesting. And and I encourage you to go and and check it out because it's, it's a, it's a cool story. Um, And some of the replies are pretty cool too, to his comments. So, um, okay. What else do you want to get to Scott here? You want to pull, we had to skip a few things in the front nine there. Um, So why don't we jump on a couple of those things? Um, We have a a new uh, golf repair shop opening up in Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, now called... do you
1: you know a little bit more. Of this uh, you can well. I mean a little bit. I, I guess. do. At I
0: do me, a little. It, it, At least you met the owner. Yes, it's called Golf Logics, um, yep. and uh, not Golf Logics is in the uh, the um, GPS GPS, GPS device. Golf Logics two words. Golf Center. Uh, it's it's located uh, uh, going to be located on Wellington Street in uh, yep. in Ottawa, um, and um, it's opening December December first. Yep. I don't have a ton of details on this. Other yeah. There's not if, a lot
1: if, on
2: their website. primarily
0: so. golf, professional golf club repair, um, you know, um, uh, fitting club yeah. making, that kind of thing. Um, we're, we're kind of, I guess we're kind of missing a little bit of this in the, in the region now with, with, uh, you know, Al's clubhouse, Al Bazanson not doing his hmm. thing anymore. And, and Don Irving, Artisan Golf, right. not doing his thing anymore. Um, obviously, obviously, you know golf town and 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 uh you know and pro shops at uh, yeah. at various golf clubs still do some sure. uh, golf town probably more than most golf works on you know obviously mm-hmm. does some as well but this is more of an independent um uh, individual that's, uh, that's running this. Um, I'm going to go and see the facility when it opens. He, sure. You know, we, we agreed good. to wait until it opens, but December 1st. Okay. Uh, so, so wait for a little bit more news on that. Once I have a yeah. chance to take a look at the facility and talk to, uh, uh, John Kennedy, who's the, uh, the yep. owner operator. Um, okay. I'll get a little got, bit more detail.
1: I've got some news and notes, uh, a news and notes post that was up on our website. And if people okay. want to look at
0: that, there is a link to their website in there. If they want to go and Perfect. find that. Um and also uh you mentioned uh, oh yeah uh, the signing signings, signings yeah, yeah, yeah. uh college signings. So there's uh yeah. there's there's a few there, not a lot of local ones. No, um, no, but, um, but, but uh s- some signings, college.
1: Yeah, so there's a bunch. I didn't put many in the notes there. Again, if you look at our Twitter feed, that's where I was running most of it uh yeah. yes, yesterday that actually dominated a lot of discussion yesterday which was actually neat because you know when we start posting the NLI signings and we got to remember this is not only in uh you know these are national letters of intents for NCAA schools uh NCAA schools also includes Simon Fraser University mm-hmm. uh, they have an NCAA program so Brendan O'Brien I believe signed there um but I do get a lot of parents players coaches reaching out you know, talking about this, um, we'll have a few more in the in the next few days. Um, I've spoken to a few players, and they're uh, they're basically uh, have said you know they ha- they have signings coming up, so we'll keep reporting on those. Um, but you know, kids going to um, Michigan State and Tennessee, and you know, good. Good strong programs, uh, kind of all over the states. And, you know, one of the responses that was funny was I had a, a pro, uh, a PGA Tour Canada member reached out and he's like, Man, I can't believe how many more kids now are getting picked up in Canada. And we had a discussion back and forth about mm-hmm. that. And we were talking about the, you know, the depth, of the number of players that are in Canada now. Uh, The fact that, you know, they're playing more international uh, events, um, they're going to get the exposure. And on the other side, too, is the, you know, what some of the coaches have mentioned to me, and we have a fair number of Canadian coaches now in the U.S., uh, is that the, uh, you know, a lot of the kids in the U.S. are picked over. Mm -hmm. So if you get the top players in the junior ranking scoreboards and so forth, you know, you got 60 schools after one kid. Well, the odds of a school spending time recruiting and getting that person if they haven't talked to him early on um, is pretty hard. Mm -hmm. So it's a little easier for them to kind of reach into different pools where players are not picked over as much. International, You see, you know, Sweden, Spain, Mexico, Canada is obviously a part of that. Um, it's usually easier for maybe some of those coaches to secure those players. So again, if you go back to our, our Twitter feed, you'll see a listing of the, all those. Uh, I know last time when we had the springtime signings, uh, I took all the Twitter posts and embedded them in a post on flagstick.com. And I think I'll probably do that again, just so they're there all in one spot. And if people are not on Twitter, they don't have to go there. They can just go to flagstick.com and see that. So I'll keep, I'll put one up there and we'll, we'll keep adding to it there and uh, congratulations to all those kids. Uh, And as Kevin blue uh, who is uh, with golf Canada uh, who uh, you know, went to Stanford himself um, was on a golf scholarship. He, he, uh, replied to, uh, you know, our tweets today saying to these kids, keep working hard. Thank the people that are around you have a good support system and understand this is a start. This is not the the finish line. So just because you've got there and you've signed you're 17 or 18 years old, you have a lot more ahead of you yes. as
0: far as your golf career. Don't stop. Keep pushing forward. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So, I will leave before we get to product watch. I want to leave one note there because you mentioned kids and we were talking about uh, some other things with respect to growing the game, the Twitter Mm -hmm. poll, all that kind of stuff. I just want to, my own two cents worth here is that I hate the phrase growing the game um, because I think it's used in the wrong context. Yeah. I I like it. I like
1: it when it's used in the right context.
0: Exactly. So growing the game Truly getting this getting more people to play golf long term and I stress right. long term mm-hmm. um is the younger generation. Yep. The under 20, under 25, under 20s, under like the younger generation. That's where the 40 and 50 year olds come from. Yeah. The poll suggests, and it's a small poll, but it's still a poll, and the polls generally are small sample sizes that that make up for a bigger sample, a bigger uh picture. Uh, The poll suggests that the greatest growth in the game of golf comes from the youngest, the younger generation, not the older generation. So we need to, we need to kind of put our focus and our emphasis, I think a little bit more on trying to encourage kids to play golf Mm -hmm. so that we can, support the long-term growth of the game not so much the short-term gain from the mm-hmm. game and i guess that's you know long-term you know long-term pain you know short-term gain whatever the yep. the phrase is younger get the younger kids yep. focus on our juniors focus on junior programs to grow yeah. later it's not a lot of money in the pocket right now but down yep. the road 10 15 20 25 years mm-hmm. that's where your big senior membership dollars are coming from so yep. trying to get 10 more people to pay $4,000 a year for a membership versus getting a 100 more kids to pay 400 mm-hmm. Uh, You know, uh, let's. It'll pay off. Yeah, long term. Long okay. term. Okay. Uh, I like it. Product Watch. Yes, sir. Uh, brought to you by Greensmere Golf and Country Club. Elevate your game at Greensmere. Choose between two great golf courses to 18 hole championship golf courses distinctively different definitely challenging visit greensmere.com for more information uh check out uh, membership programs for 2023 um all right scott you want to talk about a book this one there it is there it this is one. those that can see it. it says the science of golf yep um the math technology and data and it's, yeah, uh, it's, so it's Will Hask- Haskett, right?
1: Yeah, Will Haskett, who uh, people might be f- more familiar with as a broadcaster and announcer. Uh, he's on uh, PJ Tour Radio with their broadcast team, works with uh, Mark Zucchino, who's Canadian, um, but, you know, involved in sports, uh, has a strong social media presence, uh, writing about the game, based in Indianapolis. And I know he's been working on this book for quite some time. And, you know, I was sort of intrigued... Uh, One, it's fairly low priced. You can buy it for around $30. Uh, I was intrigued because obviously as somebody who's deep into the technology, the science, the math of the game, I kind of want to see it from my perspective. And I also want to see how is this uh, translating things to a consumer perspective. And one Mm -hmm. of the things that we don't see a lot of times on a lot of the broadcasts is we see a lot of myths. Uh, in the broadcasting, and we don't see, you know, a lot of broadcasters sort of lean into the modern things that are happening within the game. Now, that said, this book should not scare consumers. No, this is not designed to be a book for, <laughs> uh, you know, pros. Physicists. <laughs> it, it's not for physicists. It's not for somebody like me who's already deep into certain things of the game to gain a lot of knowledge from. That said. Uh, I would still think a lot of pros would benefit from kind of reading it. And I think one of the biggest things that it does is it really provides a synopsis of what's happening in the modern game of golf in a way that people can read about different aspects of it, All in one spot, be it that the clubs, the balls, the data, uh, you know, the mental game and things not related from, you know, myths or things that we maybe assumed happened from the 80s and the 90s or whatever this takes into account all the modern things that you might see, whether it's strokes gained or 3d or whatever. Now it doesn't dive so deep into it that it's training you for everything, Mm -hmm. but it just makes you aware of all the elements that are happening in the modern game today and where things are heading into the future. So I think Will did a really good job. Now, I mentioned in the review that I put online, and again, people can find that on the web's website of flagstick.com. There are other books that will dig deeper into the science of the game if somebody wants to dig deeper into it. But if you want a general overview in a $30 read, that's still a good read because he blends in a fair amount of quotes from you know tour players and you know how they make use of certain things and the people that are behind some of these technologies and innovations and the future of the game, you know, so it makes for a, a better read. It doesn't make it like a technical journal. So I think it's a very, it's a good synopsis of what's going on in the world today. Mm-hmm. Makes for a good read. And, you know, if you've got a golf geek in your family uh, who, you know, you want to buy a gift for, for an Merry season. Merry Christmas. <laughs> exactly. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, whatever you like. This is a good gift. but happy birthday, whatever. Um, it, it's a good read, and I think Will did a great job. And uh I think people will enjoy it if they just pick it up and uh and give it a look.
0: There you go. Okay, so you can check that out at flagstick.com. Yep. It is in the t shot section of uh, of the website. Yep. Um Scotty, great show. Yes, sir. Thank love you. the show, love the show this week. Um some great discussions on the PJ Tour Canada, some great discussions about our our Twitter uh, chatter, if you will. Yes, lots more to come. uh, And yeah, we're going to have some really, as we sort of enter into the off season now, courses are closing and whatnot, we're going to have more of these shows where there's just going to be a lot of uh, discussion, some topics Mm -hmm. and some discussion and uh, our Related guests as well, so. Yeah, we're definitely going to get some guests on, but that takes a little time to line up. So we'll make sure we get some guests lined up and there'll be some great shows this winter, so. Uh, You'll be able to uh, curl up in your easy chair beside the fire and either listen to us or watch us uh, um, on your laptop.
2: That said,
0: that's it for another episode of Flagstick uh, Podcast with uh, myself, Jeff Botter, and Scott McLeod. Uh, Thanks to all our sponsors, uh, Metcalf Golf Course, Golf Sim Gurus, Greensmere Golf and Country Club, Kevin Hame Golf School, and, of course, our presenting sponsor, Ping Golf Canada. Um, If you're looking to improve your golf game, then you need to check out ca.ping.com for the entire family of their drivers, irons, hybrids, fairway woods, including the uh, the all new i230 irons and the I crossover. Check it all out at ca.ping.com um, Hopefully, uh, as always, you're enjoying watching and hearing what we're telling you. Uh, be sure to follow us across all social media networks, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, subscribe on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We love for you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Some cool stuff is up there. Uh, like us, link, uh, click the notification bell, and make sure that you never miss a single episode ever. Uh, get over to flagstick.com. As we said, there is a ton more amazing golf content produced every single day up there for your perusal. And subscribe to a Flagstick Digest newsletter. Mm, and uh, yeah. a lot of that new stuff as it's posted to the website is sent to you three times a week. You got, um, it. and uh, and you won't miss anything. So, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Until next week, I am Jeff Potter I'm Scott McLeod. Always remember, go for the stick.